You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad, and we are featuring some local and uh, not-so-local music this week. Uh, we've been talking to some Irish performers who were in Montreal for the Folk Alliance International, but we're also hearing from some Canadian artists who have a love of Irish music, and Doug MacArthur is one of those, and he lives across the river on the other side from Ottawa and has just put out a wonderful CD called The Horses of the Sea. And before I forget, I have to thank Bobby Watt for directing Doug towards me and me towards Doug. Doug, welcome, and thanks a million for taking the time. Well, thank you very much. Good to be here. A little bit about your background and what got you interested in this music and the love of it and where this CD comes from. Sure. I've always liked uh, Irish traditional music without getting too far into it. I'm more in the uh, more a ballad singer than anything else. I'm not an instrumentalist, so I uh, don't play pure traditional Irish music. But I toured with Stan Rogers for a long time, and so have that and Garnet Rogers. So we have that same kind of sensibility of Canadians looking back to our um, to our our home countries to a certain extent. Now, I hasten to say my home country is not Ireland. My family actually came from Scotland. Uh, but I accidentally, due to Bobby Watt, went to Ireland. <laughs> and by that I mean uh, I do film work for Bobby when he's rebuilding the Parliament buildings as a stonemason as well as a singer. And uh, he... We were doing a story on Bobby's life. He grew up in the Isle of Arran in Scotland. And uh, he invited me over to do some filming for him over there. Then he called me up and said, would you mind stopping off in the middle of Ireland? There's a stone project uh, memorial that he had been working on. He'd supplied some stones for, which have a very interesting history, which I won't digress into right at the moment. Indeed, and of course, um, that, that's down at Bourabog. That's right. You're exactly right. In Loch Bora. Yeah. Uh, so that, this was all news to me. These stones that he had supplied had come from the landing docks in New York City that uh, the the immig Irish immigrants had landed on uh, when they came in from Ellis Island. So the first steps in North America were essentially on these stones, draped the size of your kitchen table, these things. And he shipped over four of them and became the centerpiece, a center cross in this stone memorial that was being built and he got involved with the project and uh, uh, wrote some music we did a, a short film on it that sort of thing but anyways I ended up uh, kind of as I said sure I'll never spend a couple of days in Ireland that'll be fun and uh, landed at Shannon and got a got a car and taught myself to drive on the other side of the road in five minutes and uh, got out into the countryside and I just loved it everything about it. The first night I had booked a hotel in Galway and it was a beautiful evening and I walked down uh, to the ocean and uh, I just felt immediately at home. I felt like uh, this was some place I should have should have discovered 50 years ago and uh, I immediately started writing one of these songs which is the morning I left Galway. I hadn't even gotten to really to Galway yet. It was uh, definitely took over uh, a part of my brain. Um, so I've been back five times. I'll be back the fifth time next month, actually, uh, since then. And I take these bicycle tours 
in Western Ireland that uh, do go to Galway and go out to the Cliffs of Moher and up into Connemara. And uh, so it'll be the fourth time I've taken that tour. And uh, th- that's just become my yearly vacation now. And uh, I've become more and more interested in Irish history and Irish music and uh, understand it better now. And uh, I decided to, what I do is write songs, and I thought, well, this is an odd little niche market, perhaps, um, people in North America who pine for Ireland. And, of course, well, tourism is huge over there. There's a lot of people in North America that have a somewhat romantic idea of Ireland, of course, as I do. I mean, I'll never be never be a local there. Um, but... I saw room creatively to create some stuff there, some Canadian-sounding songs, perhaps, that uh, got beyond, hopefully beyond the superficial uh, uh, visits to Ireland, you know, beyond the leprechauns and stuff like that. Right. And, and so and that was that's what I attempted. Yeah. And when I look at some of the titles, you have The Hills of Connemara, and sleeping mm. in Dublin, uh, the horses of the sea is which is you've titled the CD. Where yes. does that come from, or what's your thought process there? Well, it, it's one of the Cuculain tales, the uh, legendary heroes of Ireland, one of the mythical heroes. Uh, and Cuculain was probably the genesis of the Incredible Hulk uh, in modern uh, movies and stuff, because he had a war rage that took him over, and he physically altered and became this killing machine, essentially. Those stories come from a book. I'm just pulling it out of the uh, bookcase, as I speak, called The Toyn. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the the t- we would say The Tain. Tain, okay, thank you. Thank you, because I was, I'm trying to learn my phonetics from uh, uh, the web. <laughs> thank you very much. I'll straighten that out. So The Tain, uh, Tain Bokuyange is what I would say. Uh, and that's, that's and yeah, that's the bull. They on um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, because Cooley's cattle raid is the way they usually say it in English. Yes. I think there's the interpretation. So there's a big translation by Thomas Kinsella. My brother runs a bookstore in London, Ontario, and he found me a beautifully illustrated version of this, a great hardcover thing in a in a cover. And I've worked my way through that, and just you know, I could see these amazing stories in incredible detail. So, too much detail for a song, right. but I had also come across William Butler Yeats' poem, uh, one of the Coquitlam stories, uh, where uh, Coquitlam fights the horses of the sea. And again, it's quite complex and diverts into a whole lot of stuff. So what I did is I tried to keep the basis of the story. It's a spoken word piece. And I uh, stripped away a lot of the digressions and diversions and managed to fit it into, uh, what is that, four minutes or something, four minutes and 14 seconds right. <laughs> for uh, for people's consumption on a folk music stage. And I performed this actually last week uh, just with a baran. Uh, at uh, a restaurant here in Wakefield, and people shut right up and listened to it. They they found it uh, interesting. We're able to follow it and such, and uh, and I'm getting a very good response from that that piece as well. And I love the title, "The Horses of the Sea." So that phrase comes from William Butler Yeats. So since you've got the CD out there, Doug, um, how has it been received? 
Uh, very well. I, I did not have super high hopes for it in in some ways because, uh, I mean, my whole career has been essentially a niche career to start with. And then I said, well, this is even narrowing the field a bit because, like, I'm not doing my usual. I've put out about 10 CDs. Uh, and I write about a variety of subjects and a, and a variety of styles. You know, I do rock rock music and or, or light rock music, I guess. And uh, and as I said, I'm essentially a ballad singer. And um, <clears throat> you know, so I knew they had a market, but then I wasn't sure if I was narrowing my market by just saying talking about the Irish part of it, or if I was extending my market. It's hard, kind of hard to tell. Some people are not interested in this at all. Some people are extremely interested. So I contacted yourself and a number of other radio stations and anybody really that I thought might be interested. And uh, it, it's worked out pretty well. Uh, people are downloading the, uh, the files and playing it. And it's, it's like I was lucky enough to be able to get it out by St. Patrick's Day, which was helpful as well, of course, because everybody's looking for programming um, of, of that kind. But, uh, you know, I think I've created something here that has legs i think it will last you know next year there will be interest in that again and then there was the ongoing interest that i was reaching for in the first place which is people pining for the romantic ireland as well so i think as long as i just keep promoting it gently and uh, it, it it's going to go very very well well we've dropped it into our new releases folder for the month of april so it's uh, randomly yeah, pulling yeah. tracks between 3 and 4 p.m every day and of course, when mm -hmm. you and I finish chatting, we'll, we'll put another track on. Um, and mm -hmm. uh, as I say, I enjoyed listening to it. Um, if anybody Good. does want to get their hands on it, where can they find you? Mm -hmm. Well, it's on the web, and it's at uh, my web address is dougamac.com. That's D O U G I M A C.com. So, Doug Imac, I guess, would be more accurate. I say Dougie Mac. And uh, you can find it there very quickly. The best news about this, uh, in a way, is that it's free. Uh, I decided uh, when I'd finished the project, I thought, well, you know, I, do I really want to spend a lot of money manufacturing CDs of this with an uncertain audience? And uh, I really want to devote, at this time in my life, uh, a lot of time to touring to back it up. I decided just to make it free. So you can listen to it for free and you can download it. You're welcome to download it for free as well. Uh, it's a, um, a bit of love over gold is the way I describe it. It's something that kind of came from the heart and it wasn't a, you know, a part of usual marketing decisions for, uh, for marketing music. So anyway, you're all welcome to it. Well, fantastic. <laughs> and Doug, yeah. uh, I must say it's been a pleasure chatting with you and I want to thank you for taking the time. And you, Good, thank you. You now know where you don't have to go and put your hand in your pocket. You can just uh, click <laughs> on the mouse yeah. and you can listen to this wonderful CD. And Doug is, as we said, he's based over on the other side of the river in Wakefield. And uh, if you're doing any more tours, like for, if someone was interested in joining mm -hmm. you on one of your cycling tours, what's the set up for that? Oh, well, right on the page, right where the uh, the songs are, there's a connection to the Cycle Holidays Ireland, because I've become friends with them now, and I'm actually doing some work for them, doing some filming for them and such. Uh, but it's a first-class tour that uh, everybody loves. He's been doing it for about 15 years, and um, they they really look after you on that tour. You, you get to... See, 
the thing about traveling by bicycle in Ireland is you get to stop. You know, if you're on a bus or if you're in a car, even you you see something off in the field, and it could be an old dolman, it could be something, and you go, I, I'd love to stop, but there's no place to park. But you can do that <laughs> on the bicycle. You know, uh, you just drop it and leap over the hedge, and away you go. You know, <laughs> and. Uh, it's a real interesting way to see uh, that, and it's not physically difficult. I'm an old man. I'm 73 years old. Uh, I do bicycle quite a bit. I'm in fairly decent shape for my age, but it's not like it's a, a major race going on or anything like that. There's lots and lots of different kinds of people that show up for these tours. It's more cultural than it is physical, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Indeed. Well, and he's quite willing to take you up the big hills if you need that. <laughs> well, Doug McCarthy, thanks a million for taking the time. Right. Oh, thank you very much.